Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome back to the Blush Podcast. My name is Hiva and I'm joined here today by Joey. Joey, how are you? I am fantastic. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you on. I have to say, so I've been listening to Joey, Joey Scludini, full name, um, for over a year, well over a year, a year and a half, maybe two years, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) And the way that I have always been like, I would love to have him on my podcast one day. <laughs> Why? <laughs> me? Little old me? <laughs> well, you're so fun, so interesting, and you're single, and you're dating. And here's the thing. I started this podcast two and a half years ago, closer to three years at this point. I was single. I was just starting to date. We were kind of like coming out of lockdown, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Lockdown had various stages to it, but... I really was coming out of a personal lockdown is the only way I can describe it because like I didn't really date in my 20s at all. And then when I was 30, I met this guy who was like a Z-list celebrity and we had this relationship for a bit. Oh. And then I'll tell you later who. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> we call him the comedian on the show. Oh, maybe I dated him also. He has a micro penis. Mm, okay, so that would track for three people. <laughs> How micro are we talking? No, like... Like met- thumb fully erect? Pretty much. Okay. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you. When it's flaccid, mm-hmm. there was nothing there. It like inverted? Like there were balls. <laughs> oh. And like a head. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't say ew. I'm not gonna shave people. I'm not a size queen. He, he's but... an asshole, so I oh, feel like then, we yeah, can make fun of Oh, then yeah, fuck him and his, his micro penis. penis. <laughs> <laughs> but yikes. Okay, so no, no I don't think I've experienced um, a penis that goes in a hibernation. But <laughs> terrifying. I mean, it was when I hadn't had sex for seven years before him. Which is but a did you really have sex with him? That's the. Th- I mean, <laughs> like, like it was like lesbian sex, essentially. Yeah. Like we were like scissoring, yeah, bumping pussies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, I will never forget. Like when he whipped it out, I was like, I love how you say whipped it out. <laughs> it's more like he probably just like flicked it a bit with his finger and was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is me. <laughs> so jarring i was like wait am i remembering wrong because i swear they look different my god it was so underwhelming i feel so bad for him i mean what a like what a terrible thing to deal with you know that's a physical condition that god or whatever maker he believes in um bestowed upon him and that's an unfortunate situation Yeah, no, not ideal. Not ideal. (laughs) Anyway, we broke up. I was single for another couple years, not really dating. And then COVID hit. And I remember like month two, month three, I was like, okay, 
I don't want, like the fact that my life hasn't really changed in the pandemic is not ideal. And like, I really should be dating. So when mm. I can, I'm going to do it. I downloaded the dating apps, but I realized I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. And so I <laughs> talked to my friend about it, started the podcast, talked about dating and then um, eventually got in a relationship. Mm -hmm. By the way, we call my boyfriend Ozzy on the podcast. Everyone has a nickname. And, you know, back when we were in early stages of dating, I would talk about him and whatever. And then now that I'm in a relationship, I don't really have... So I've tried to bring on various single correspondents okay. onto the podcast. For a while, yeah. we had my friend Stella. She was doing great. She was out there. She was dating. She got in a relationship. And mm. then I tried my friend Lara. She's also in a relationship. There are a few other people who I just talked. I was like, I was like you need to come on the podcast and talk to me about the dating scene. And then like within minutes of that conversation, they got in relationships. So you're trying to say that like, this is going to get me a boyfriend. I mean, this might be like a good luck truck. And I do situation. have a date after this. That's what's so crazy. So you guys might get married. And this was a COVID. <laughs> oh my God. I pray to God. He doesn't see this. <laughs> well, just don't cut this clip when you promote the episode. But he was a um, COVID situationship that okay. only lasted a couple months. And then, I took it upon myself to end things because I was like, I'm going to Florida. He didn't want a relationship. Rightfully so. He was brand new to New York. And I mean, what shitty timing to move to New York in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> but um, he needed to not find himself, but experience New York as a single person, as anyone would want to. Mm -hmm. And I, my defense mechanism, if somebody rejects me or doesn't give me what I want is to just cut off all communication whatsoever right. and move on with my life. And that's what I did. And now flash forward three years, this is the first time we're seeing each other. Um, so maybe he's in a different state of mind. Um, but I through my own insecurities have convinced myself that I'm going to see him later. And he's going to say something like, well, me and my boyfriend, and it's not actually a date. <laughs> so get ready for part two down the road. Okay. I would be yeah. like mentally prepared just so yeah. you're not like too disappointed. I would just have a mental note that that could happen. That's what my therapist said. <laughs> he was like, that very well could happen. And, you know, you were, you're not going to know unless you put yourself out there and you actually meet up with him. But uh, I think I've been mentally preparing myself for the past seven years that I've been single. So <laughs> nothing ever shocks me. Like he can literally whip out a micro penis on the bar. Um, he doesn't have one, by the way. I was going to say, um, didn't I was you, like, have you not seen it? seen it and touched it and done things to it. <laughs> Thinks, I think at least. But uh, things took a really shocking <laughs> well, turn. I was in like, the past it was COVID times. I was like, how much did I interact with his penis? Uh, <laughs> I like had the face mask on and the hand sanitizer. Uh, yeah, he does not have a micro penis. I do remember it being perfectly fine. Again, I'm not a size queen, but <laughs> I mean, it was like, acceptable. Who is really? Oh, a lot of gay men. Ugh. They're like, if it's not eight inches and girthy and literally going to crawl up my small intestines, I'm not interested. <laughs> okay, can we talk about this? Because I, 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 I understand why a woman might want girth, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it, it 
does feel kind of good to be like more full. Now, mm. length, I don't really like whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just like, what are you trying to like, you know, <laughs> like rearrange my organs? I don't need that. Yeah. But like girth, I can see like there's something hot about like when there's like a little like resistance. Mm. It's almost like, oh my God, is it going to fit? Oh my God, what? are you going to uh? have to like push it in? Like, <laughs> that's kind of Get hot, out the Crisco. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah. Like with oral, it's like, like I remember with the comedian, I was like, I'll suck your dick all day long. It's yeah. like pretty much there's no difference between me sucking it and not sucking it. I like mean, it may as well be him in my mouth. You suck that. I, you know, just the, <laughs> the, 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 the same way you eat a baby carrot, you know? Jesus. Um, but then, yeah. like, even I remember being like, well, I don't do anal, mm -hmm. but, like, I may as well with, with him, you yeah. if you want to. Like, I don't, again, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't feel just like a little whisper <laughs> on the whole. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so I guess, like, given the physicality yeah. of gay sex, like, we're talking either anal or oral, why would you even want a bigger dick? It seems like the smaller, the better. So... I'm not even familiar with my own anatomy, I guess. Um, <laughs> I know there is a G spot in the um, the uh, prostate that makes anal sex pleasurable for mm -hmm. men. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that length would be more important than girth when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. But I know that a lot of gay men have kind of fetishized this idea of having like a gaping hole that can take it all and take a pounding. And okay. that's why the community, <laughs> say the community that I am a part of, <laughs> is into things like fisting and hole stretching. Is this real? Oh, 1,000% real. Fists. I'm, girl, I'm talking like up to the freaking elbow. It's not just a, it's like you see <laughs> guys getting like punched in the asshole and i don't personally understand the pleasure behind it it sounds like my worst nightmare someone who suffers from stomach problems because i'm like my god you're gonna find like a piece of chili from three years ago stuck on there or something with my <laughs> fucking insides but um a lot of gay men are into it a lot of you know it's a guess it's a kink and and I, it's not for me, but, um, who am I to shame <laughs> anyone for what they're into? But yeah, I think it, it can be pleasurable, but I always question whether or not the pleasure comes from an actual physical act or if it's this, you know, kind of psycho, like, yeah. yeah, you're like, Ooh, wouldn't that be hot? And it gets you off because you're actually doing it, but it's not really giving you a physical pleasure. I don't yeah. know. I think it's, I think probably we've all watched so much porn. Yeah. That now it's. Shocked you haven't seen fisting though. <laughs> Not that that's like in your search terms. This is like me like putting lesbian sex in. Like it's not something I've ever, except, I don't know. I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to porn. <laughs> I have not like watched a ton of porn in the past. When did I stop? Well, like in a relationship. Oh, yeah, but that's not... I feel like I watched way less porn when I was in a relationship because I was like, what's the need when I can just call up my boyfriend and be like, hi, I need you here? 
But did you never watch porn like with your boyfriend? No, actually, we never did. We've never done that either. We should. Yeah. We should. I well, yeah, absolutely. Well, especially if you like maybe you're considering trying something new in the bedroom. Yeah. And you both are maybe a little bit reluctant to do so. Like watch the porn where people are doing it and then follow suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I sometimes will like watch a little <laughs> I hope you he can't hear me. <laughs> I hope you <he> can. <laughs> Sometimes, like, if I... This is, like, so bad. This just speaks volumes about where I'm at in life. I've been so busy. And so, like, I'll kind of try to mentally schedule out when we're going to fuck. Because <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at in yeah. my life. I'm like, okay, I have a window here. Because also, like, I don't want to fuck when I have, like, a big bloated belly and I've eaten a ton, you know. Yeah. So I kind of try to schedule it before I've eaten and sure. things like that. He's not privy to the schedule. He just finds out. <laughs> you know? Yeah, bringing on him. <laughs> but, um, but there have been times where I've been like, okay, I'm going to walk Sam. And then I have, like, a window where I could have sex. And so I'll just put porn on while I'm walking my dog to get porn. Just casually walking the streets of Manhattan with porn on your phone? My God. That's the only time I've watched porn in like the past like five years, I think. Like not even That's kind of amazing though. I'm just like, let's just get things more. Like let's just get a fish and but I don't know I'm not I'm kind of underwhelmed by porn to be honest yeah you know I've been more into <laughs> the amateur stuff which runs rampant on Twitter mm. it's always and this I'm, is I'm sorry Twitter yeah Twitter's the best place for porn what oh my god yes are there no rules or is this ever since elon musk bought no it there are no rules this? it's just if you do have pornographic material like you can't actually I believe you're you're excluded from search results and you actually have to type in the person's handle and it takes okay. you there. And then there are private or not privacy settings, but kind of parental controls where if something's flagged as 18 plus, like it'll blur it out and then you have to click like, but you can turn that off. So, uh, but yeah, I love yeah, the amateur stuff. Could you imagine like if you just try to search like, I don't know, like, <laughs> a fistful of nuts yeah you get yeah it. exactly yeah. i mean who knows now with like the musk twitter like how act i mean i, I mean i wouldn't know because i have all the settings turned off <laughs> but for any old person who's just casually scrolling on twitter i'm sure they can see a lot more porn than it they used to be able to porn on twitter all over the place and so a lot of gay men will do it to link to um their only fans accounts of course yeah so they have a they develop a huge following on twitter but my new thing <laughs> it's my new favorite trait is that i drunkenly subscribe to only fans accounts um of people i know like <laughs> three in the morning and then i forget to cancel and i see this like build for OnlyFans that's like close to a hundred dollars <laughs> and I'm like what the fuck because I will go home after a what is going to be or I go home and it ends up being a lonely night so I'm like oh it's just gonna be me and myself um I do what I have to do and then I forget to unsubscribe so I don't even revisit them and I forget that I even did it because I was blasted out of my mind <laughs> and all I'm left with is regret and literally just one night of chronic masturbation so <laughs> 
Good for you, but, first of all. I have so many questions about OnlyFans because I've n- yeah. I've never even opened. It's a website, right? Yes. There's no app. I don't know if you can get it on. I'm sure there is an app. Everyone's got an app, they but um, really, yeah, it is like a website. App. Yeah. Do you interact with the people? You can. You- so it's different than those old. Mo- I love how I'm an expert on this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you all about pornography. Should have opened a studio. Um, so I would say the old model was kind of that live cam interactive. You're mm-hmm. in a chat room. You're telling them to do things. You can tip them. You can buy things off their wish list. Whoa, I'm going to come across as a creep. <laughs> but whatever. Come on. Horny 20-something. That's all I did. Um, I had my favorite yeah. cam models. I never tipped them, though. I would just let all the rich people in the room do it, and then I mm-hmm. would just watch. Um, that they, that still exists, but um, OnlyFans really is... So at its, I would say foundation is people just uploading photos videos and and that's it but you can take it a step further and they say like oh if you like slide into my dms and give me like a five dollar tip they'll send you exclusive content mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um seeing this model i'm not super i'm not a huge fan of but a lot of big gay performers if you will who maybe used to be influencers i think people know who i'm talking about um, his initials are KK. You you won't know, but there's okay. a there's a very <laughs> I, famous I, I, I yeah. There's a this. if you are listening and they're gay, they're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. A lot okay. of gay influencers are now crossing over into the OnlyFans side. Okay, there's a guy with the initials KK, and God bless him, he's beautiful, he's fucking hot. Um, he does this thing though where you can subscribe to his OnlyFans, you pay a monthly fee, but then you have to then purchase specific videos once you subscribe. So it's a double paywall situation, which mm-hmm. I think is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like you just sign up for the content and you should just get access to it. Mm-hmm. And if you're worth $30 a month, just make it $30 a month. But to charge people $10 a month and then say, oh, it's $50 to unlock this exclusive video, go fuck yourself, which they are doing because mm-hmm. they're on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so that's a business model. What would make it worth $30 a month for you? Oh my gosh. Um, so that's a lot of fucking money. Honestly, now, it's not. I will not say, I think, really, it. it's not. Nothing's that- worth okay. it to me. What's what's a normal amount to charge? Ten. Ten. Yeah. Okay. Um, in my mind, porn is so easily accessible. So I, there is that excitement and that thrill of seeing someone that maybe you followed on Instagram for forever, course, and they're yeah. now crossed over to the dark side. But I don't think any dick or ass is worth it. Uh, and also there's so many sites that kind of like pirate like videos and off of OnlyFans. Yeah. And they'll like, it is, but like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't support that. I think, you know, that's these people, this is their, this is their livelihood. This is their paycheck. I'm a huge supporter of OnlyFans as a concept. Like I love the idea that sex workers can take power back. You know, like I hear the porn industry is quite toxic. Sure. And so I'm a huge fan of it conceptually. I just like, I personally am not going to pay for porn. Like I, you know, I've, rent to pay <laughs> yeah and i personally like won't be on OnlyFans because how like it'd be so awkward <laughs> i just feel like i can't perform like if i'm expected to make videos of my sexual encounters or even just like jacking off like i'd be laughing the entire time i guess oh, i don't I find think myself I, be good at I don't know. i think you would be good at it thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> i think you would no, but you know 
were you gonna say you don't think of yourself as sexy i don't think of myself as sexy. i don't think of myself as sexy either. really yeah not at all <sighs> i and i don't even like like i don't even want people to think of me as sexy mm. Like I would prefer to lead with like cute. Well, yeah. you know what? I prefer to lead with non-physical things like um, funny. I love when people think I'm funny. Mm -hmm. That's like the highest compliment you could pay me. Yep. Um, not nice. I think that's an overrated trait, <laughs> but like. <laughs> yeah, fuck everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a cunt, yeah. but I'm funny. Oh, and my I'm favorite word. <laughs> Do you know that that's the first thing that my boyfriend and I bonded over? Really? And I don't know if you caught it earlier, but I call him cunty. Oh, that's love. where, like, that's like, it's like an affectionate nickname that I My call him. My Real Housewives tagline would be, um, God, what was it? I always say it. Uh, you may think, um, today you may think I'm a bitch, but I'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> like, I'll just one up that bitchiness and I'll provide cunt, cunt, cunt. Um, I love but it. But yeah, I, I love constantly. it. Yeah, it's, it's my fave. It's it's so good. I'll never say it in a derogatory way, like in, no. through anger, but I just love the no. word so yeah. much. Same. I like, yeah. I mainly call myself a cunt, but you know, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll, once in a while I call my dog a cunt. Listen, once in a while she can be a fucking cunt. Well, yeah, <laughs> some dogs can <laughs> she's just a nightmare when i walk her it's like satan possesses her body this like oh. sweet formerly paralyzed i was just dog. gonna say like <laughs> satan already apparently possessed her body and now you're shaming her no wonder she's a cunt i would be too if i was paralyzed and then i had my owner be like you're a cunt and after she freaking went through a, a exorcism and everything and now you're rubbing it in rude Poor girl. Poor yeah. girl. But yeah, we do call we we do call each other cunt like affectionate. Love. Yeah, affectionately. It's not you know derived. Could you imagine? I could. <laughs> We've probably seen it. We've yeah. probably seen it. But yeah, I don't like to think of myself as sexy. Like no. I don't think I'm sexy. Like and looks wise, I I'm fine being called pretty. Uh, yeah. cute, whatever. But I just I don't know. I in the same way. And it's yeah. funny because we're both pretty sex positive. Yeah. I would say like well, um. I'm T TBD. <laughs> How are you? In what ways are you not sex positive? Um, I'm very sex positive in that I believe everyone should have as much sex as they want. But mm -hmm. me personally, I, well, I don't like anal sex like mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that's not to say if I was in a relationship, I wouldn't take part in it. I'll do whatever my partner like wants. <laughs> um, okay. But, I am not like, I would say, a typical gay guy in that on a first date, I'm going to go get fucked. Um, That's or vice a versa. big thing yeah. in the gay community, right? You yeah. pretty much, you start getting down immediately, yeah. right? But I'm down for a little blow ski poo or an HJ, but well, <laughs> I'm not like... <laughs> hold on, hold on. I have one million questions. I thought you like pretty much don't do anal at all. Um, I don't, but... If I was in a relationship, I you would. would. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you. But even when I was in my last relationship, which was seven years ago, um, we rarely had anal sex. You mainly would do blowjobs. Yeah, or I just make him sit on my face. <laughs> and do what? I have got tricks. <laughs> so you wouldn't get suck his dick. I could suck his dick. Yeah, I would. But then I also am like, I love rimming. Okay, I love to be rimmed. And I know spots to like make things happen. Well, hook us up. <laughs> what are the spots? I don't know. It depends on the hole. <laughs>
<laughs> Everyone's anatomy is a little bit different. You have okay. To like, okay. For some like twirling action. It's like okay. try to treat my tongue like a little soft serve ice cream machine. Ooh, hot. <laughs> okay. I will say in my experience, men really derive pleasure from everything between the ball sack to the asshole, including yeah. the asshole. It's a very sensitive, the taint is a very yeah. sensitive spot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There are a lot okay. of nerve endings. <laughs> okay. So you like to play with a taint. I do. You'll do blowjobs. <laughs> mm -hmm. You'll give handies, I guess. Yeah. Or not really. That's easy. I mean, I mean it's like or it's just so hot sometimes to be next to someone and you both are jacking off. But fair, fair, fair. Okay. And you, what? You won't bottom? You will. Not unless I'm super into someone. Because I think there's a mind fuck aspect for me. Because I have stomach problems. So the preparation that goes into bottoming is actually nine times out of 10, not great for you because mm -hmm. the act of douching, you're actually removing um, a very natural mucus lining that goes right. up your rectum. And if you are constantly getting rid of that, it's can you're cause irritation, you have yeah. gut problems. And I have an amazing... Um, anorectal health doctor uh, who removed actually a precancerous cyst that I had way up there um, mm -hmm. after getting a colonoscopy. And he always is like, that area is meant to be dirty, like mm -hmm. straight up. Mm -hmm. And while of course we uh, clean it out for gay sex, it is, that's not natural. And um, he, yeah. So I, it's this hurdle that is hard for me to get over because I have so much sensitivity around like yeah. that area. Mm -hmm. And there's always just this constant fear of like shitting on a dick and I'm not signing up for that. So. I mean, listen, I'm so constipated. Like I would like <laughs> if jealous. I thought, no, don't even say that. I'd rather be constipated than having diarrhea every day. Everyone who <laughs> says that, Everyone who has diarrhea or is diarrhea prone says that. Yeah. But like, let me tell you the way I fucking lose my mind when I'm constipated. Like it like tr it triggers like all sorts of like cuntiness oh, in God. me. <laughs> like it's just, it's not, but like your tummy's flatter when you poo. My you tummy's that? always, the, I, my t I serve the same tummy every day <laughs> of the week. It's always. Oh, like... you should see how my tummy looks really? when I get, like it'll look like I'm like I'm not exaggerating, like full six, seven months wow. pregnant, like a full round hard distension. It's kind of cute, actually. I think I'll look very cute when I'm pregnant based on, <laughs> based on, That's I feel like sick. I've essentially experienced it already. Oh You're sick. <laughs> like what I wouldn't do, you have no idea, like yeah. what I wouldn't do. Like when someone complains to me about diarrhea, I'm like, oh my God, congratulations. Oh my God. I would do anything to be constipated. No. Anything. Oh, I'm so jealous. Okay. Uh, so I understand. Now yeah. in, in your community, would it be a true faux pas to not douche enema etc before um like could you just I be like this is this is the asshole this yeah. is my colon this is where shit sits and if a little shit gets on your dick it's fine and i think that's on. accepted like uh, okay. shit happens literally and like i think most gay guys have experienced that in anal sex because mm -hmm. no matter how much you douche or prepare you don't always get it all mm -hmm. and that's just how the body operates but 
I think there is an expectation that if you are going to have anal sex in the beginning of a relationship, that you yeah. are like clean as a damn yeah. whistle. You'll pull out all the yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, just like you'll want to put on deodorant, you know? Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... Something I did not do today. I'm so sorry. Lovely. By the way, I like just well, started to smell myself and I was like, oh, fuck. Looks like I'm not bottoming <laughs> for you then. So. <laughs> put the strap on away. <laughs> But no, yeah, I think there's, but I think when people get more comfortable in the relationship that they're in, mm -hmm. kind of know if you're going to be, a, if you are going to bottom, like if you are prepared, let's say, quote unquote, where, mm -hmm. you know, you've maybe had a bowel movement that morning. This is so gross, but like whatever. <laughs> um, and Oops. you know, you're ready to go. Like right. you can kind of just, and then honestly stick a dick in see if that's actually the case <laughs> but i think people can also tell like you can go in the shower and like literally stick your finger up your ass and see if you've got like shut up there okay okay <laughs> okay that's so good i love how i am giving the commentary on something that i am not an expert in right like yeah this is just what everyone does meanwhile have not bottomed in years so <laughs> okay so you don't bottom what about topping so everyone always says that. They're like, why don't you just like to fuck? Mm -hmm. And it's just a lot of effort. <laughs> it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of pressure to make sure that like the bottom is happy. And I don't love that either. <laughs> like, I, I just, I just want to lie there and do absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's essentially what I'm saying. That's Listen, my idea. <laughs> the perfect sex is lying there and having someone get me off. And maybe I'll do some things to them. And then we're one and done. Bye. Like, <laughs> no, I think, um, I don't know. Maybe I, I have a little bit of insecurity. I also, I think sexually I'm less turned on um, by guys if they're, if they prefer to be in a more submissive role. And I like mm -hmm. an equal playing field. Mm -hmm. Like a true, I'd say my ideal relationship, if it, is, if it is one that involves anal sex, is one where we're both truly versatile. Okay. So there's some days he's going to walk through the door and be like, I need to fuck you. Okay. <laughs> Vice versa. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think, um, yeah, like I, there are a lot of like hungry bottoms who they live to get fucked and I'm not going to be that person. Like, I'm just, I don't, I don't trust my skill set. Let's say it's not even about my dick size. It's not even yeah. about how long I can last. I just don't like, you know, being the one who's responsible for like making them get off through just anal sex. If that right. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That does make sense. I mean, I was fascinated when I first learned that men, even come from just bottoming yeah they can i was i will never forget the day that someone told me that there are tops and bottoms and i was like that just sounds unfair <laughs> but <laughs> yeah and that's the thing too is i don't also like to limit myself mm -hmm. i say that as someone who doesn't have love yeah, sex literally but that's why i think the most yeah, restrictions i've ever met like but i'm okay. a fucking nun in the catholic church <laughs> all you're willing to yeah. do is like troll your tongue in the taint but okay literally, or like put your dick in my ear like that's um what's her face superstar um but i think also um where was i going with this uh yeah there's I don't like it when gays 
also kind of like, listen, do what you, what makes you feel good. Do what makes Mm -hmm. you feel happy. There are plenty of people who are exclusively tops. Plenty of people are exclusively bottoms and that's just what they enjoy. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes you're limiting yourself and kind of the fun you could have in the bedroom if you're so rigid with what you prefer. And of course we all have a a preference, but some of these gays, that's their like personality. It's like they define themselves as like, I'm a like power bottom and that's literally the only personality trait I'm going to bring to this world. And Mm -hmm. that's to me a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, who am I to judge my entire personality as being a cunt who's constipated all the time? That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Well, who am I to judge also? I'm a non-anal homosexual trying to shame anyone who's exclusively one role when I don't even partake in the roles. But I think it's good to also be a little bit open-minded because I've learned that, you know, when it comes to even relationships and dating, there are certain gays who will just not even go on a date with someone if they don't align with their roles. I've heard and of And that I think is upsetting because if you really do have a connection with someone, I think there's a way to kind of, you know, meet each other halfway and tailor your preferences around their needs too and make mm-hmm. it like hot and keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And you might even find that there's something... Like you were like, oh my God, I never thought I'd be into this, but here I am. Exactly. I mean, I haven't found what I'm into that's (laughs) opened my mind, (laughs) but I welcome the opportunity, everyone. Bring out the butt plugs, the whips, the chains. Let's try this. Let's see what I'm into. Yeah. I always wanted to find a guy who had a foot fetish because Mm. I, my feet hurt often. (laughs) And like, I just, just thought the it would be like, massages. yeah, like it's like, but then you could also like gaslight them into being mm. like, I'm doing you this huge favor by letting you touch my feet rather than like massage my feet now, you know? Cause like my boyfriend will massage my feet if I need it, but yeah. then it's like, he's doing me a favor rather than how I want it to feel like I'm doing this nice yeah. thing for you. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Cause I dated someone who had no interest in feet whatsoever until he met me. And I have like pretty feet for a boy. Uh And he was, went crazy over my feet, like fully crazy. And I did hook up with someone once who was so hot and had a foot fetish and my feet are very ticklish, but I went along with it and like let him suck my toes and was just like, okay, that's not something I want to do every day. Right. But he was so freaking hot that I just was like, okay, that's another experience to add to the books. And I tried it and it wasn't for me, but I got to say that I hooked up with this like stupidly gorgeous guy who liked to suck on my toes. There you go. (laughs) I've never experienced it, but one time I was on a boat. It was truly one of the worst days of my life. I was visiting a friend. She was, um, living at the time on an island and she was dating this guy who was like the biggest asshole I've ever met in my life. Like one of the, truly the worst human beings I've ever met in my entire life, but he was pretty rich and he had a boat. And one day he, we did like a day on his boat. And the thing with boats is like, you can't leave. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a very unpleasant. <laughs> you are surrounded by water. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she is not a strong swimmer. Oh. But let me tell you, there were times where I was like, how much worse would death be than continuing to be on this Shit. boat? 
Yikes. And all of his friends were like the most annoying, like rich douchebags. Just like, oh, such an unpleasant situation. Everywhere I'd go on this boat, things. And my friend was just, I mean, this is a friend who is probably like, has a history of being atrocious with men, just dating like the biggest douchebags, like her taste her type is douchebag and like yeah. the way she would just be like dicked around by them and mm. not see it. It was really hard to watch and everywhere I'd go on the boat, some other disaster was unfolding. Mm. And so stop talking about me like this. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell everyone it's me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. No, literally. <laughs> um, I do love a douchebag. <laughs> I always say if I feel like I'm going to be a victim of their hate crime. I'm into them. Like I like, (laughs) I like these like super like straight presenting, like butch, you know, big muscles, like the kids who are the guys who used to beat me up on the uh, playground when I was a kid. Like, Like, did you watch bros? No, I haven't seen it yet, but I I see. It's actually really good. I don't watch gay movies either because they're triggering for me. Why? I don't know. I just like, I always find something to hate about it. I'm sure there's a lot (laughs) you'd find to hate about this. Yeah. I thought it was really good. I watched it on an airplane. Um, Now the guy sitting next to me on the airplane, I don't think appreciate the amount of like gay sex that was going on. Like we were really getting along. And then, you know, when we kind of stopped talking and put on our movies, I could tell he was like, oh, this is what she's (laughs) going to watch. That was like me call me by your name. I started that? watching that. That's the um, Timothy Chalamet and um, the guy who likes to eat people. Um, Army Hammer. <laughs> Army Hammer. Yeah. So I got through halfway and then, which by the way, that plot progressed way too quickly. But I almost just, he falls in love with him like way too soon. It's like all of a sudden. That is Timothy, a movie? Yeah. Timothy okay. was just like fascinated by this guy and then cut to scene and all of a sudden He's just like full on making out with him. And I'm like, yeah, that transition hate, was too abrupt. <laughs> I have to say one of my biggest pet peeves about movies is when people claim that they're like so in love and you don't see it unfold and you're like, what the yeah. fuck happened? But wait, I have a question. How do you feel about non-gay actors playing gay roles? I don't mind it because okay. I, that's where maybe I'm not as Pete. Listen, I want everybody to have opportunities mm-hmm. and, I want every experience to be represented. And I think what better way to show that experience than with a gay actor, but the whole term actor or mm-hmm. acting mm-hmm. is portraying something that you are not in your everyday life yeah. most of the time. So I don't take huge offense to it. Mm-hmm. I do if the character is rooted in stereotypes I think if there's lazy writing and a mm-hmm. lazy plot and premise, then I have a problem with it. Cough, James Corden in the prom. Cough. Um, what about, did you ever watch Modern Family? Yeah. See, I loved that. Okay. Um, and you, you were fine with how he, because totally. he was like kind of stereotypical. I mean, yes. Eric Stone Street is not, the, was not my nicest interview when I was a TV writer, but. Uh, <laughs> really? Excuse me. Recovering from a cold, um, yeah. I mean, he called me. He said I looked like Nick Kroll, <laughs> and that was not my favorite comparison. And I've gotten it at least ten times since. So, um, <laughs> it's fine. He he's fine. But yeah, I didn't. I wasn't bothered by that because I do think the writing in that 
show was so strong mm -hmm. and it to me it, it also was done in a it, like it was comedic and he mm -hmm. was over the top and very flamboyant but with a tv show i think it's easier to get away with because it's so many episodes and so mm -hmm. many years mm -hmm. that you really can focus on character development and you know that's not just who they are as right. a person when you're confined to two hours in a movie there's only so much you can show about this character so when i see these like ultra flamboyant and that's like characters and that's it and there's and they are played by straight people that's triggering and annoying to me fair enough it's very yeah. just surface level one noted and mm -hmm. that's yeah that's where i'm like okay we could have gone with the gay actor who can like give this role right. justice if that's all you want it to be not some straight guy who almost it seems like is making fun of you know the that community. yeah yeah okay yeah fair enough that fair was enough. a long-winded answer to no, a very a simple great... question but <laughs> no, no 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 it's, it's actually a layered question yeah. so yeah no i got it that makes sense i do think you should watch bros um, okay i thought it was one of the best rom-coms i've ever seen wow um Bold. i cried but i cry very easily in movies so that's Same. not saying much i'm sure i'll um, cry <laughs> yeah like i cried quite a bit um it's also set in new york and i love anything that's set in new york is always fun to watch yeah um i'm sure there are things that would piss you off though i don't know what they are but there is a lot of this idea of i don't want to give anything away but like the type of gay man who's almost like in denial mm. you know like he like he is like he's openly gay but he presents as very hetero yeah. you know and he's coming to terms with like who he is but also so that's the other thing too is um yeah like i i don't know i always joke and say i'm a self-hating gay mm -hmm. um because i think there's so many issues within our community and people like him I think we put on such a pedestal. Billy and, um No, the one who probably, the other one who. Okay, okay. Oh, but is it Billy, the one that's having a difficult time being no. gay? It's well, the no, other no, no. one. And the other one is yeah. openly gay. Yeah. He's, you know what I mean? He's not like closeted yeah. in any sort of way. He just is very, like, he's like a hockey player. So people, dude. so the gay community, like, puts him on such a pedestal. Like, really? the, the gay community really, I feel like, embraces gay men who embody like hetero norms and who present as straight and i get the element of it in that listen we're due to like other dudes so you know it's masculinity can be an attractive trait but i think it does such a disservice sometimes because um we are so bad at like almost cannibalizing ourselves in the community mm -hmm. where you know, we grew up being judged by everyone around us for either being too gay or being too different. And then we're doing that to ourselves. So mm -hmm. I think there's a place for that as long as we're not dismissive of another type of gay, which is someone who maybe is who, someone who's maybe more effeminate. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't always think that representation is seen in, in mass media, especially in a positive light. It's always like a comedic role. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah. That's like where I have problems with some gay films. Cause I'm like, of course, like it's going to be this super hot white guy who is, you know, very masculine and is having a hard time coming into his own. Mm -hmm. um, and that's great. And that's like representation of a subsect of the gay community. But what about like the effeminate kid or guy who always 
you know, dance to the beat of a different drum. Where's his love story? Mm-hmm. And where's, you know, where does he fit in in this world? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen bros. I don't know if that type of character exists, but does it exist in a way that's not to like poke fun at? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd be very curious to hear what you think. I, I really, I feel like I almost can't say more. Billy Eichner's <laughs> yeah. character may be that. Yeah. I don't okay. know. I yeah. don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how effeminate he actually well, is. Well, that also pissed sure. me off too. I heard so much feedback being like, well, Billy Eichner is not hot enough to get someone like that. And I was like, you guys are such fucking assholes. Like anyone can be attracted to whoever. Like mm-hmm. there is no- nothing is black and white because someone is maybe objectively more attractive based on specific features like muscles, a jawline, everything I want mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and strive for. That doesn't mean that someone who lacks those traits is is less than. But I think, like I said, the gay community puts these Adonises on like such a, a pedestal and and they look at it as the male ideal. And I think we lose a lot of the conversations about the rest of us mm-hmm. <laughs> along the way when it comes mm-hmm. to entertainment. But. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of jawlines, let's talk about this because I've heard you say this before that yeah. beauty standards in the gay community are more intense than you would say yeah. in heterosexual dating. Mm-hmm. And I find this fascinating. I was actually talking about this with my mom last night because I was telling her that I'm going to have you on the show and things like that. And I was like, you know, Obviously, we're all familiar of with beauty standards for women, right? Like it's it's all yeah. we can talk oh, yeah. about, right? And they are intense, and there's a lot of pressure to look good and be thin and all these mm-hmm. various things. But I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I really feel like that's actually kind of on us as women. I think we are the mm-hmm. ones who put pressure on each other. Like I, I don't think straight men are out here like enforcing these intense beauty standards on women. Like, in fact, I think like men barely know what the fuck is yeah, happening. Yeah, I mean, you know? and that's the thing too. It's like, and I just at least with my girlfriends, some of them, you know, want to be like super, super skinny too. And I'm like, a lot of guys like curves, like embrace yeah. them. Like, who is telling you that you can't be curvy and have big titties and a big ass? Like, who? Because the guy, the straight guys I know would love to fucking bring you to the bed. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I I agree with you. I think a lot of it is this self imposed. um, And listen, I think women have it just as hard as gay men. The problem is, or the difference is, is that gay men were all sleeping with each other. Right. Women aren't all sleeping with each other. Yeah. So there's an added layer of like seeing someone in our community in a romantic way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I do think a lot of it's, you know, it's our own do it's our own, you know, it's our own lack of self love, you know, and, and the standards that we place upon ourselves and, um, I do think, though, there's a great movement, though, with women right now to be completely body positive. And, you know, I I love that we are now finding beauty in practically anyone. You know, there you yeah. don't have to subscribe to these certain standards or ideals, which used to just be like the blonde girl with the big boobs and the blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much more room for yes. other types of beauty. I do think we've progressed a lot. Yeah. I mean, I will say like growing up, yeah. the way that I used to pray, literally pray 
every single day be like, please, I just want to wake up blonde. I just want to wake up, wake up with like really? blue eyes. Uh, I want to wake up white. Yeah. Like I want to, because I never saw anyone who looked remotely yeah. like me on TV or anything, you yeah. know? And now, I mean, say what you will about the Kardashians, but I do think they did quite a bit for beauty standards. Now one could argue that they went they to took, the extreme yeah, now. Yeah. In a different way. But I mean, you would never, do you remember when they first hit the scene, the way they used to be bullied about their bodies, oh, about yeah. being bigger. I mean, the way I remember Kim made this video once where she's like, look, I swear I'm a size two, like here, my yeah. size two jeans. I'm going to put them on, on camera. I'm just short. That's why I look thicker. But I do think we've come a long way. I do kind of worry that we're regressing a bit. Mm with like the Ozempic of it all. True. I feel like thin is coming back in style. I feel like for a while, yeah. the Kardashians really dominated and we were in this era where we were, yes, more body positive and things like that. But certain things were a little more in like, frankly, beauty standards from non-white communities mm -hmm. were more in like bigger asses, yeah. bigger lips, things like that. And the clothing aesthetic was also different. It was a lot sexier. And mm -hmm. now I think we're kind of entering this era where everyone wants to be really thin again, where mm -hmm. like stealth wealth that like so Sophia Richie, is that Sophia? Sophie? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Sophia Richie, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like her wedding kind of aesthetic, that kind of like rich, white, skinny. Like I think we're going to enter an era of like very preppy again. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. Yeah. Um, As I'm covered in hair. <laughs> don't mind me. <laughs> don't mind those beauty standards. Uh, <laughs> I'm over here just an androgynous hairball. <laughs> I'm hoping that's not the case though. I'm hoping we don't go back because um, I think obviously as a society, like just from a diversity standpoint, like white people are going to be the minority very soon. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, mm -hmm. that's just how the nature of things we are all kind of turning into, I hate to use the cliche, but a melting pot and even mm -hmm. more so now. And to be just a white person with blonde hair and blue eyes, you're going to be the minority sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Um, and I hope that, you know, media continues to reflect what an everyday person looks like as opposed to what they consider to be a beauty ideal or standard. Mm -hmm. The problem, I think, with the gay community, specifically when it comes to this, is that there's such an emphasis on physical appearance that is tied to, like, bodies and muscles. And... Mm -hmm. um, it's fucking hard. I say all the time. I'm like, sometimes I wish I was a girl because it'd be so easy for me to just be skinny, but to put on mm -hmm. muscle while also being, being skinny. Lean, yeah. Is fucking yeah. annoying. I, I hate... mean, it's like pretty much impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just constantly going to the gym, constantly eating protein. Like, yeah. What supplements can I take? And that is annoying. I do think there was like a, a, a movement, <laughs> if you will, among the gays where like thick was in, mm -hmm. you know, like, there's something to be said about like a hot beefy guy, mm -hmm. you know, with thick legs, a thick ass a gut like that's. And I, like I said, I think there's beauty in every type of person. It's just people lose sight of that because we are surrounded by, you know, when you go to a gay club, it's not a plus size boy dancing on the stage. It is a ripped roided out man in a speedo always yeah. 
always. So, you know, it's like that is what you saw on the cover of Vogue magazine growing up, you Mm -hmm. know? So Mm -hmm. we have no other choice but to think they're putting them on the stage, giving them a platform. That's what we should aspire to be. That's the ideal. Yeah. Same for what you grew up with. You didn't see anything else on television. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and to echo something that I think you said, um, or maybe not, maybe I'm just making my own point. Well, no, I think you've said You could this. be doing that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think that sometimes when there's something that you're so insecure about, you look for a partner who doesn't have that thing to validate yourself. Mm, yeah. Like I noticed this a lot in myself and it really wasn't until June of 2020 where I was like, wait, I only date white guys. Why is that? And I was like, oh, it's because I'm insecure over my own non-whiteness. So I don't want to be like that foreign couple. Like I need to date a white guy so that I'm more accepted. Interesting. Or like I only date tall guys mm. because I'm so insecure about being short. I don't want to be the short couple. At least if I date a tall guy, then like one of us is tall and that can like make me feel better about myself. Mm, fascinating. Yeah, that make I... I wish I could say the same, but I'm just like, <laughs> no, I don't wish I could say the same. I'm just saying like, I, I, yeah, I, I'm kind of the opposite in that I'm just, if I am attracted to you as a person, then, mm-hmm. but I, that's a fucking lie too, because I am superficial in a lot right. of ways. So well, don't yeah. you think you kind of maybe go for like the concept of going for a guy who is like straight presenting? Yeah. Oh, always. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm attracted to that. I'm attracted yeah. to guys with chiseled jawlines and giant muscles. Absolutely. Yeah. And, it's like the type of yeah. guy that like may have bullied you in school. And it's yes. like, well, if I can date him now, yeah, then that's like, true. I'm okay. I'm yeah. good. Like look out like fucking Mark from second grade who used true. to make fun of me. I think the conversation just needs to switch then among the community of like, you know, this, this shouldn't be seen as like the ideal. It just is one aspect. Yeah. They're one thing. Gays come yeah. in all shapes, sizes, colors, personalities, whatever. And we really run um, a risk of doing great harm to ourselves when we just, like I said before, put a very specific type of person on a pedestal who is not representative of an entire community. Mm -hmm. And I struggle, though, with it still. And media does a horrible job of perpetuating this. Mm -hmm. Um, I struggle with it, too, because... Sometimes where you feel like you lack, like you said, you want to see it in another person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I also just, I don't know. I also think New York specifically, I keep thinking of that. Like, and I yeah. know my, and my therapist is super great and that he was, he always tells me, um, you know, you can say what you want about New York City, but don't you think that people exist in the city who aren't like this certain type of way? And I'm like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, then why aren't you focusing on finding that those types of people and that tribe to surround yourself with instead of those who maybe do value superficial things? I'm like, yeah, you're right. But I think the city is so hard because everybody a is impatient as fuck. Mm -hmm. So if someone isn't checking off every list of what you want and what's ideal and what's perfect, it's like you move on to the next one. I don't have you don't have time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything's so surface level. But also just everybody who moves to the city is so amazing at what they do and they're passionate. Mm-hmm. So when you like take a step back, you 
kind of realize you get caught up into thinking that you also are like the best and deserve nothing but the best and you're surrounded by everyone who's the best. And that's why I always say I do so much better in other cities because guys genuinely take the time to get to know you on mm-hmm. a date. They want, they ask you questions. It's beyond skin. It's, it's beyond, it's skin deep. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you, you really take the time to get to know someone instead of just writing them off within five minutes of finding something you don't like about them. That's mm-hmm. what I was trying to say. And that's very New mm-hmm. York in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's also a product of dating apps in general, mm-hmm. which I am a huge advocate for. I do think they're great, but having just an unlimited resource of and I'm sure that's more extreme in a city like New York because there are so many people so it's like I don't like one thing boom yeah done how easy is it to swipe within forming two seconds of a um you know impression of someone it's like you're just like oh not for me click click yeah you don't know if that person was your soulmate or the love of your life yeah you just are writing them off based off of a maybe a a bad picture they put up or an immediate um physical or non lack of physical attraction Mm -hmm. the reality is with a lot of relationships is that you know you if you look at a picture and then you go on a date with someone in person it could be a completely different outcome yeah and new yorkers just don't have the fucking time for it yeah you know they're not open to possibilities. It's they're very. I feel a lot of New Yorkers are closed-minded when it comes to that. And in other cities, they really do value other people's time and just them as a person. Mm-hmm. Like there are many layers beyond just physical attraction. And sometimes you can get to know someone and be attracted to them even more. Yeah. Even if on like a first glance, you're like, oh, they're not super my type. But they may be your type after three or four dates. Yep. We're like, holy fuck, we align in so many ways compliment each other in so many ways i am really digging this person yep are you familiar with attachment theory at all not so much okay i won't go too deep into it because we talk (laughs) about it so much on the podcast but it's this branch of psychology that talks about how human beings it's relationship focused but really like how you form attachments and it's all based on childhood and there are a few different attachment types secure is just kind of like normal people but um there are three different types of insecure attachment and they're all kind of different and the background is different but basically if you had parents well okay if you had parents that were misattuned to your needs as a child you generally will develop some kind of insecure attachment Mm -hmm. and two really common ones are anxious attachment and avoidant attachment and anxious attachment are people who are really like preoccupied with relationships and they tend to overgive and they really like kind of often need to be in some kind of situation and when there's any sort of separation or threat to the connection, they will like their bodies go into full, like I might die mode. So it's someone who like, have you ever like really lost your shit? If you're like really into a guy and he like hasn't texted you yet and you start spiraling and you can't stop thinking. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's like a sign of anxious attachment. Like that I would have so extremely. And then there are other types of people who just really seem to be an island, Mm. really seem to have a very hard time being intimate, being vulnerable, connecting with people, things like that, right? You can think of it kind of like your classic fuck boy type. They have Mm -hmm. very surface level relationships. They don't get deep. And this really interesting thing happens where these two types tend to have a lot of initial attraction towards Mm. each other. 
And it's really advocated for people with anxious attachment to actually really like is someone with anxious attachment, if they meet someone who's secure, they tend to not be attracted to them because they have that like kind of trauma bond in yeah. mind, that like drug high of the person who's avoidant, who's fucking around with you. But when they do give you attention, it feels like just like a hit of Molly, mm -hmm. you know, and you just constantly are chasing that. But if you actually give people time, the right partner might take a bit to become attracted to because he's not like treating you like an absolute asshole. Yeah, that tracks yeah. 100%. Yeah. Makes total sense. Yeah. 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 We talk about it a lot on this podcast. I'm definitely the anxious one. Yeah. I used <laughs> to be so severely anxious. I actually had something a little bit different, but I won't bore you with all the details of that. I basically had what's called fearful avoidance or disorganized where you have traits of both. Mm. It's really fun for other people. <laughs> 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 when you're the victim of my shit, look out. I mean, uh, well, it, it seems like that's something you overcame. Yeah. So really yeah. what or happened? Or at least managed. Because well, I always think sometimes we don't overcome things that we consider to be setbacks. We just learn how to manage them and move forward. Yeah. Uh, so with this, it really is kind of the result of childhood events. So if mm. you're able to work through those, like I figured it out because... I realized that I had this like anxious patterning. The anxious patterning is what really bothered me, right? And I'd really see it. Even um, the first time Ozzy and I met like almost three years ago, I think at this point, and we were casually seeing each other for a couple months. And then he went back to Australia for work and he wasn't like texting me and stuff super regularly. And I was out here just like throwing shit, like breaking the entire apartment apart, just being like, <laughs> where the fuck is this man? And then I started dating someone else. We were out of touch during that time. I had also done a lot of trauma therapy. Mm -hmm. And so I started to piece together just by knowing a lot about like learning more about attachment theory. I took a course on it and then also doing trauma therapy, I was like, wait, if insecure attachment is caused by these types of childhood trauma, and I know how to heal trauma via doing trauma therapy, then why can't I just apply it to this? So mm. I really figured out how to work through my bullshit and like got to secure. Yeah. And then when we started dating again, it was a completely different experience because mm. I showed up so differently. Like I was so secure and so confident and so like, that's I don't give a fuck if this yeah. guy likes me or not. Like I am who I am. And no matter what happens with us, mm -hmm. I have myself. I mean, what does RuPaul always say? If you don't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? It's got to start with you. Mm -hmm. And you, I'm a firm believer in you attract the energy that you put out. Yeah. And if you are struggling with, you know, self-confidence or you have past issues that you need to work through, you know, you may not think that the person on the receiving end is aware because you've done such a good job shielding it mm -hmm. from yourself mm -hmm. with dealing with it. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is like, I'm all about energies and yep. you can really get a sense of what kind of mental place someone is in and whether or not you're aligned with it or yeah. attracted to it or whatever it may be. But yeah. yeah, I'm a firm believer in like, you've got to work on yourself first and foremost. Um, so it freaks me out because I've been single for so long, but I also haven't been proactively looking for mm -hmm. people. Like I haven't been dating as much um, because I was dealing with my own insecurities. And also I'm just a fucking career whore. So right. 
it was like I I still say to this day, and I don't know if this is healthy or not. Someone, I think my therapist asked me this. He said, if you tomorrow had the option of reaching like peak career or finding the love of your life, what would it? What would you choose? And I said, career. Like I don't need no man. Like <laughs> fuck guys. Um, but yeah, I think like maybe there's a priority issue there. But um, where was I going with this? Long story short, is just I think self awareness is just so absolutely critical before you jump into the dating waters. And it obviously to your testament, like it just goes to show you like you knew whether or not it was going to be successful or not you would be fine yeah because you worked on yourself and you built yourself up and look at the energy you put out he gave it right back to you and yeah Yeah. you guys are good so yeah that's great and it really you're right it is all energy and it's really it's not like you're like I think sometimes people and especially in the wellness space there's so much like oh do these affirmations and say this to yourself and say that to yourself and I feel like it's all fucking bullshit because you can sit there and like stare at the mirror and be like I'm the most beautiful person I'm great I'm this I'm that but if you don't believe it on a subconscious level then like who gives a fuck you're not going to project that your energy is not going to project that you have to get into the subconscious yeah i agree that you've got to take like very concrete actions to better yourself you can't just keep saying things over and over and repeating them until Mm -hmm. you believe them to be true yeah i can say i have an amazing jawline until i'm fucking (laughs) blue in the face it's not gonna ever change the way i feel about my jawline Mm -hmm. but can i take it upon myself to like challenge who I'm hanging out with or where I'm meeting people and maybe meeting people that share similar interests that makes me take the focus off of my physical appearance and insecurities. Yes. Yes. And that's the stuff that's ultimately going to better myself and also surround me with people who are more aligned with my values and, and who I could potentially be partners with in the future. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it is. It's the proactivity of bettering yourself in a way that doesn't feel so surface level like you said the daily affirmations because they just don't work if you if there's no no action behind it you can say whatever the fuck you want every morning you're not gonna believe it until you actually do something that takes you out of your comfort zone to comfort zone and challenges this norm that you've accepted every day Mm mm-hmm We've gotten so freaking philosophical. I know it's so deep. (laughs) Let's, I almost want to say let's lighten it up, but I don't know that it'll be lighter. I want to play that. um, Oh, into the woods. Yes. Okay. So you did, you really didn't listen when we did it. No, I, as soon as I heard you guys doing it, I turned it off. Now I will say, I think, I think I may have heard you do it before or something, or I've heard another version of it somewhere. So I know that everything symbolizes something. I just don't know what anything symbolizes. So because I'm also not in front of a computer to write down your responses, you have to really, I'll try to remember what you said, but try to really remember the specific words when you're describing this. Okay. Should I write it down on my phone? Um, You could, if you want, just like keywords. Yeah. Okay. Um, it doesn't have to be like full sentences just because it's all, it's all asking you like about emotionally, like how you feel about certain instances. Okay. Um, so, okay. Clear your brain. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> Can you imagine if I just like threw like a bucket of water on you as you like closed your eyes and cleared your bay or something? <laughs> I don't know. I always like <laughs> people are so <laughs> when people are like vulnerable when I do this, they everyone's always like in a zen mode, and I'm always like, what if I did something awful? And they're like closing their eyes and they're completely trusting me during this process. Yeah, that would like, be surprise! really fucking weird. I don't even know what to say. That is hands down one of the strangest things anyone's ever said to me. I don't know. I always think about it when I do that. I'm like, gosh, I like people are so in tune, and then I'm like, I just want to like fuck it up. Uh, -huh. uh anyway, okay. I promise I won't do anything okay. bad. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a bucket of water. Clearly, uh, work out a micro dick or something. Just whip out my micro dick in the middle. I'd rather have a bucket of water <laughs> thrown on me. I have like low key PTSD. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so clear your brain. Okay. Um, I'm gonna walk you through a series of events, and you just have to say the first thing that comes to mind completely unfiltered. Okay. No wrong answers here. Okay. Literally. Okay. So you're in the woods. What is? What do the woods look like? What's the first type of woods that came to your mind? Lush. Uh huh. Big, mm -hmm. dark, dark. What? How does it make you feel? Introspective, mm -hmm. free, lonely. Oh, do you feel lost? Yes, but in a good way. Oh, okay. Um, and is there a path? No. Okay. I'm um, kind of in a clearing, but I don't see a path. Okay. But I can make my own, you know? Perfect. Yeah. So you make your own path and you're wandering through these woods and you come across a key. Okay. What does the key look like? Very um, like magical, like Harry Potter kind of gold, ornate, beautiful kind of vintage magic key vibes. Okay, is it a value? Obviously, it seems that way because yes. you said Harry Potter esque. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like magical. Uh, do you pick it up and take it with you? Yes. Okay. Awesome. So you've got this key. You keep walking through these woods, and you come across a vase. What does that uh, look like? White ceramic. Okay. Is it on the ground? Is it perfectly intact? Like describe it. It's not broken or anything. It's on the ground and it's empty. Okay. It's, it's like a little dirty on the bottom just because, you know, it's in the woods. How big is it? Like this big. Okay. Um, and do you take it with you? Do you feel like it's of any value? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. So you pick up the vase and you've got no, your key. No, oh. I'm sorry. That does not feel right. Oh, okay. I take it back. Oh, I'm terrified to hold these. It's going to no, tell me I'm mine. a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm getting definite serial killer vibes. She hasn't started um, yet, but once she gets going, watch out world. <laughs> oh my God. Um, no, there are no right or wrong answers. I'm just trying to think if I'm asking things in the right order. Um, <laughs> So you leave the vase. That's mm -hmm. fine. You've mm -hmm. got the key with you. There's mm -hmm. no right or wrong answer here. Mm -hmm. And you keep walking and you come across a cup. What does the cup look like? Also white ceramic. Wow. Okay. 
That's great. Um, well, it's it is what it is, yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, is it on the ground also? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and it's still intact. Is it dirty mm-hmm. or no less dirty than the vase? Okay. Do you take this the... one is glazed, so it's uh-huh. not the white ceramic vase was not glazed, so the dirt on the bottom of the you know colored a little, but okay. um, but no, this one's less dirty. Do you take it with you? No. Okay, so you leave that behind no. also. Too um, much to carry. Yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> You've got um, your key, and you're continuing to walk through this forest. And um, all of a sudden, you see a bear. How do you react? Stand still. Okay. And are you, what do you, are you waiting for the bear to leave? Are you going to confront it? Are you going to run in a tree? What do you, you just want to stay still? It's like I think if I just chill, it'll probably yeah. go. Okay. If you just yeah. chill, yeah. it'll go. Yeah. You're just observing it from afar. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's say the bear leaves, mm-hmm. you know, you were just, you're no danger whatsoever anymore. And you continue walking and you come across a body of water. What is it? Oh, I don't know my bodies of water that well, but um, <laughs> English is my third language. <laughs> Crazy! Wow. Um, maybe like a like a river might be too. Yeah, wide. like a stream. Yes, yeah, stream. Yeah, okay. there's moving water. Like a babbling brook, maybe even a or... little thicker than that. Okay, maybe like so a stream. It yeah. is like a stream. Yeah. yeah. Or small river. Or, yeah. And is it deep? How fast is the current? Um, current isn't too fast. It's it's nice. Uh-huh. It's nice to look at. Um, it's not terribly deep. And there's like land on the other side. So you can see to the other side. Yes. Do you, um, do you cross the river to get to the other side? Yeah. Yeah. It's manageable. Yeah. Okay. Can there can there be like a little canoe or anything? Yeah. If, okay. I mean, if you see it and you, yeah, yeah it's manageable. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Not threatening at all. You got over the river. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to the other side and you continue walking through the woods and you come across a wall. Mm-hmm. What does it look like? Gold. Mm. And um, how does it make you feel? Like all of a sudden there's this just wall in the middle of, the woods. <laughs> Mystery, magic, excitement. Mm. What could this be? How interesting, how out of the ordinary in the best way possible. Can you see on the other side of the wall? No. Okay. It's completely like, it's just too tall, but. Yeah, well, she's short, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, um, but it's gold, you said. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's a value. It's like. Mm-hmm. And it's and just it's textured. Mm, okay. So there happens to actually, you, like you're scaling this wall and there happens to be a hole in it and you're able to see what's on the other side. What is it? It's the first thing that came to your mind. Uh, like flowers, eucalyptus, florals, things like mm. that. So very like peaceful, mm-hmm. relaxing. Um, what other, do you want to get to the other side if you can? Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay, perfect. That was it. Okay. So remember everything that you said. Okay, okay. And I'm going to tell you what they're supposed to mean at this moment in your life. Keep that in mind. People always mm-hmm. think like, 
oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to do X, Y, and Z because I answer things this way. No, this is just how you feel currently. Mm -hmm. So wait, before you reveal anything, I just want to say if you're listening right now and you want to peek inside your own subconscious, then if you haven't already, write down your answers to these. You can pause it. Yeah. um, Write them down. If you need to hear it again, rewind a few seconds, write everything down and now there's smart spoilers. Yeah. Now we're going to do the explanations. Okay. There's supposed to be psychological explanations about how you currently feel about important things in your life at this very moment. Okay. Um, so we're in the woods. You said very introspective. Do you remember what else you were saying? Dark. Um, da- a little dark, but you also, you were not lost. No. Um, there wasn't a path, but you felt like, you didn't feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I said I could make my own path, I believe, were yes. words that I used. Mm-hmm. And I said I was alone. I remember that. You did. So this mm-hmm. is how you currently feel about life, just in general. Yeah, that makes sense. No, maybe like clear path, but you're also in very much in control. Mm-hmm. And I loved the, you said you felt very introspective. So maybe in life right now, it's a lot of like kind of questioning, like bigger picture questions. And, yeah. But, um, but nothing that seems like so out of, I don't know, just something that you can't handle or control. You know, yeah. you didn't feel scared, you know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like you got it. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, mm-hmm. does that resonate? Yes. <laughs> Okay, yes, so the first thing crazy. you came across, though, was um, the key. Mm-hmm. And it was the one out of the three things that you found the most value in. Mm-hmm. And it's the only thing you took with you. Mm-hmm. And you described it as like magical, Harry Potter-esque. And um, this is your view on education. Interesting. Okay. So, Fascinating because I have like 12 degrees that I don't use, but okay. <laughs> you still took them with you yeah. though. You va- you find value in it mm-hmm. and you do think there's like a magic associated with it. Um, it's But um, you can, so this is the other thing too, and we'll get to it towards the end. Like some people use the key for like the wall. So right. it's, and I'll tell you what that means later, but you, I was yeah. wondering if there was going to be a prompt around that, but mm. okay. But you held on to it because yeah. you still think it, it it was a value. You don't know what door it's going to open, but you mm-hmm. you very much respected and valued it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You came across then the vase mm-hmm. and you were going to take it with you. And then you're like, no, not right now. I don't, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. You said, it, but it, it, what's fascinating is that it, was like white so it's almost this like pure thing Mm -hmm. um but it was a little dirty and this is your current view on marriage (laughs) fascinating and can i say like i would have taken it i just like don't want to hold things like it feels too burdening i want to be burdening right now in this moment of your life yeah but you like still you know you yeah Yeah. you were like i would take this but just not right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah okay um, and then you moved on and there was a cup that crazy enough you said was like matching it and looked just like it. But, um, you know, you, you kept it there also. You're like, not at this moment. Um, and that's your view on religion. Mm, okay. So maybe like you value it, but it's just not for you right now. That mm-hmm. being said, I don't know if when you plan to get married, if you want it to be, have any elements of religion in your ceremony, Mm -hmm. 
because sometimes you know those two go yeah. you said they match so yeah interesting yeah they okay. kind of went in tandem mm-hmm. um you kept going and you came across a bear and mm-hmm. the way you reacted as you stood still and you just watched from afar and um you were you weren't like super scared by it. I wasn't scared at all. You were let yeah, yeah, you were just letting it do its thing without reacting at all. Yeah. And this is how you currently deal with conflict. Interesting. Do you feel that way? I mean, I can be a bit of a cunt, but I think I've gotten <laughs> I know I was waiting for so you to be like much better. Well, the bear is a cunt and <laughs> But I think I've gotten a lot more chill and yeah. easy with these things. Yeah. So that actually does resonate. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got to the body of water that you said was very manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, you said the flow, like the stream was like pretty consistent. Nothing was intimidating. Um, but you said there wasn't a ton of depth. Um, mm-hmm. But you also like took things in your own hand and you took charge by creating this canoe to get to the other side. And this is uh, the current state of your friendships. Like you maybe are the one spearheading social plans. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything's very chill. And Mm -hmm. like, you've got like some very consistent friendships, but then maybe there are some where you're like, they're lacking a bit of depth. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I do have some friendships that are very, very deep. Uh-huh. But I also do think that I'm the one who makes it deep. And that's why you're in the canoe. Yeah. You are the one steering that ship when it yeah. comes to your friendships. Yeah. You get to the other side. You see this gorgeous gold wall. Mm-hmm. Um, It didn't make you feel any type of way other than you were kind of like in awe by it. Um, And obviously it was something so significant and of value and this is your view on death <laughs> oh my god am i gonna die because i like no it's almost like you it was actually pretty cool like you weren't fearful of it if anything you it's you saw the value in it um you it's it was a random thing but it was a almost beautiful thing in a weird way and when you saw through the hole and you saw eucalyptus plants and, you know, beauty, lush, that's your view of the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And you said, yeah, I, you're like, I, and I said, do you want to get to this? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like if it's there, yeah, you know, yeah, like it may not be something. I mean, people have the wildest responses. Some people like see this wall and they're terrified or some people see on the other side and they're like, it's just darkness. So they don't believe in an afterlife. You yourself, you saw like something that was great, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, you perked up when you talked about it, but it wasn't, um, but it, it's also like, you were just like, it's there. And if I can experience it, great. If mm-hmm. not, like it's fine, but it's there. Mm-hmm. And that's the quiz. <laughs> How does the key come back into play? So some people, funny enough, um, try to open, and I think Mackenzie did this. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone listening, she's a host on the Taylor Strucker show. And she tried opening the wall. She found a door in the wall and she tried opening it with a key. Mm. And she has always felt like she's used her education to justify 
death and what death means. And it she, that knocked her socks off because she's like, I have read millions of books on death. And to me, that's like an education of this thing that we all inevitably experience. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I fucking opened up the <laughs> literally the, yeah. the, the key to death with the actual key that I valued and took with me. She said, that's mind boggling because I always try to make sense of it. Like wow. it was so crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I can't wait to go back and finish this episode now because I like purposely turned it off so that I wouldn't hear this stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to play mine? Now mine's shorter. Yeah. Yeah. So it won't be as long. <laughs> um. So mine allegedly are like allegedly this is a Carl Jung thing and it helps get inside your subconscious oh, mind. No. But it's it's really <laughs> quick. It's really yeah. easy. Um, what is an animal that you admire, not like love, not your favorite animal, Mm. an animal that you admire and give three reasons why I'm going to write down your answers. Oh my gosh. I know. Cause I wanted to go with an animal that I love, which was a sloth, but I don't like, I mean, they're my favorite. I made them happen before Kristen Bell did. Um, I um, (laughs) have held one before and it was like one of the best experiences Uh, of my life. They'll really like dig their claws in because they just want to stay on you yeah it's so sweet i would die um it's weird because an animal that i like admire and and think is cool um the first thing for some reason that came to my mind is a chameleon okay um i think because they are very so three reasons Mm -hmm. one they are very like independent and do their own thing. And um, they know when to like stand out, but also when to fade into the background. Um, And they're completely Mm self-sufficient and they're just unique (laughs) and like crazy. And the fact that they like catch their food with this like long ass fucking tongue that comes out of nowhere, just anatomically, they're interesting. Mm-hmm. And I just think, yeah, they're one of the most unique creatures. Um, they're also very, um, it's weird. Cause it's not, I mean, I'm trying to not say that this is me, but they're almost like reactive and like, you know, slow moving and they're, they're hyper aware of everything that's going on around them. But, um, yeah, I think that's like fascinating too, because a lot of animals in the animal kingdom are always on the defensive Mm -hmm. and while they certainly are because they're very like slow, they're also in a way two steps ahead of everyone because Mm -hmm. they are able to take in all of their surroundings and react to it that way. So then it's like, okay, their defense mechanism, of course, is the like color shift, but it's like they don't do that unless they really do sense a threat and they take the time to like see mm-hmm. the threat. <laughs> I was like 20 explanations as to why I chose That's a chameleon. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, the second one. What is your favorite article of clothing and give three reasons why? Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> I really, that's such a hard one. Um, 
I don't I don't love clothes as much as I I know. Like, is it a specific piece that I own or just an article of clothing in general? And it, like it can be jeans, shirts. I know. And it, it doesn't have to be one specific thing that's in your closet, but okay, maybe, I'll like, say maybe just like a good pair of like briefs. Um, <laughs> funny, I was because, thinking underwear for you. Yeah, that's so funny. Okay. I think because they provide like support. I'm I'm one of those weirdos. I can't sleep naked. Like okay. I need to have like my balls pressed against my body. I don't like things hanging. Is it because um, you're scared you'll like shut your pants? No, I just like I don't think it's comfortable. I don't like to be okay. flopping around. I okay. like to be very snug, like a, okay. a bug in a rug. Um, <laughs> and so it's like the support, and then also like I think. Would you say it's comforting? Comforting, almost, but yeah. also like it accentuates the good parts. Like I can put on a pair of briefs and I know I, we don't like to call ourselves sexy, but I can feel sexy sometimes wearing okay. a brief. I'm like, oh, my booty looks fucking good. And it cuts okay. at right, the right angle. You and do then, have a good butt, yeah. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, no. <laughs> um, and then... Did I give three excuses or three reasons? I don't know. If you I have something know. else that comes to your mind, you can yeah, say. Yeah, I don't know. Other than, yeah, I just. Okay. And then also the mystery, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's underneath everything. So it can be important or valuable to you, but no one will ever know. So I could be wearing like a hot, I could be wearing a hot pink brief right now and think, ooh, fun punch of color, but no one will ever know. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Um, I'm trying to think of how to write that down. Um, self-serving? No. <laughs> um, no. Maybe like a reflection of like my, like a. Intrinsically validated. There's a mystery to behind it that I, I guess I appreciate. Okay. Last question. Yeah. What is your favorite body of water? But it doesn't have to be like a traditional body of water. It can be a pool. It can be a hot tub. It can be a bath. It can be a glass mm. of drinking water. Um, just any sort of water. Yeah. What would you pick? I mean, and give three reasons. Growing up in Florida, I would definitely just say an ocean, but mm-hmm. a, a very specific one. Like I would say a, a turquoise clear body of water and found in the Caribbean, like the Turks and Caicos. Okay. Um, I think just the vastness I'm obsessed with because. Mm-hmm it can remind you that you really are a freaking pin needle head in the universe. Like, mm-hmm. um, you just, you're insignificant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I let, and I like that. I think it's humbling. Yeah. And I think, um, the melodic nature of waves, I really appreciate because it counters how I am, which is hardwired to be anxious. Mm-hmm. So it's very mm-hmm. comforting, calming. And then, just um again not to bring back the mystery of it all but the fact that there's just so much life underneath it mm-hmm. that's like alluring and it's a little bit scary but i'm fascinated by it and fascinated by the fact that so much of an ocean has gone unexplored and we mm-hmm. don't know what's out there that is just cool to me but also creepy and i don't know i'm attracted to that <laughs> okay this is great oh gosh <laughs> try to be as thorough as possible <laughs> no it's great it's really good oh my god okay you ready yeah the first one the animal that you admire represents how you subconsciously view yourself okay yeah 
I mean, you even said it. That's what blows my mind. I've done yeah. this with hundreds, if not thousands of people. <laughs> not one person has been like, like it's almost like you knew. So yeah. I want to read what you wrote. Independent, yeah. uh, knows when to stand out, when to fade into the background, self-sufficient, unique, crazy, interesting, yeah. hyper-aware, two steps ahead, takes in surroundings, takes time to respond. Totally. The last one, not so much. <laughs> but I'm back. I'm getting better at that. That was yeah. actually my one feedback when I was working for corporate America. My boss was like, you do everything amazing. If someone sends you an email that pisses you off, I need you to take 24 hours before you reply. Because yeah. my I would intimidate people and be like, no, we need to deal with this now. And, and I'm trying to be better about how I react to things because mm -hmm. my instinct is to be very reactive. Mm -hmm. Um so maybe that's like me channeling what I want. Well, yeah. Here's the thing. I've done this with people before where they're like, but those aren't things that I actually have. Those are things that I want. And what I always say is I think you actually do have these things within you. You just haven't nurtured them yet. Yes. You haven't brought them to the surface yet. And that's what your soul is actually craving for you yeah. to bring it to, you know, make it a habit, nurture it. Cause you do have it within you. We all have the full spectrum of the human experience yeah. within us. We're just not turning various things on yeah makes sense okay the article of clothing is how other people see you provides support comforting accentuates the oh. good looks good honestly mysterious intrinsically validated i think that makes a lot of sense because when people are feeling down or insecure about something i'm always that go-to guy who can make them feel better about themselves mm-hmm I think that tracks a lot. Mm -hmm. And now, and I always say, I wish I loved myself sometimes as much as I love other people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. The last one is how you subconsciously view sex. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck, what did I say? Vastness. <laughs> Lots of crabs. <laughs> Oh, I didn't say that. Damn. <laughs> um, <laughs> takes you outside yeah. yourself. Yeah. Comforting, calming, mysterious, a little scary. So much to explore. Yes, I do think that I like I'm very it's funny because even though I'm like non-anal joey i still <laughs> like will never like kink shame someone yeah. i think there is so much to explore with another person i mean every sexual experience is so different because mm -hmm. people are different and i like love that that's what i think is the best part about sex and that's why i think it's so hard for men to be monogamous specific gay men specifically mm -hmm. because you want to dip your toes into all the oceans mm -hmm. <laughs> and see what's out there. And But you didn't say all oceans. You did say very specific. Very specific. So I actually think you might be a beautiful super one. capable of monogamy if I do think the so. right person. Because I said it's a, it's a beautiful one. It's a very yeah. specific one. And maybe exploring that with one special yeah. person. Yes. Yeah. I think that tracks. That all right? makes sense. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. I love I, it. Mine actually, I felt the same when I yeah. did it. Yeah. Oh, good one. How fun. Should do that one next on the Taylor Strucker show. You totally should. With Taylor. Yeah. You know, oh God, her body of water. It's going to be like a fucking um, a microscopic bead of dew on like a... <laughs> 
like, actually, I hate water. Yeah. Fuck. That's what she's going to say. She's going to say that. Oh, she's going to so say that. She'd be like, it needs to be Sancerre. And that's probably true because Taylor probably has to be super drunk to have sex. So <laughs> love you, Taylor, if you ever hear this. I can't imagine but that's that she so <laughs> imagine there's a universe in which we should just cut this clip and send it to her (laughs) just for her i love it joey i could talk to you for like 14 hours but i know you have a date i do which we want to hear about can we have you back on the podcast to talk about your date and to talk about like friendship stuff yeah 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 let's let's save it because i can happy to give an update and then we can yeah. talk all about friendships and, yeah. or lack thereof in, yeah. if you're me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm, all of my friendships are shallow. So. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and you're just riding your fucking canoe all over them <laughs> being this like bossy bitch. I forget what my body of water was when I did it way back in the day. I think it was like it was a very fast current and which made sense because a lot of my friendships were very fleeting and um yeah <laughs> be curious to do another friendship test and see what it says subconsciously about me <laughs> yeah well maybe i'll find one for next time um thank you so much for coming on seriously this was so much fun so informative i think everyone learned so much about beauty standards in the gay community yes. so much about so much about anal sex so much so much <laughs> sorry mom um but yeah love yourself everybody first and foremost um is basically the takeaway yeah yeah if, rupaul hit the nail on the head with that tagline if you don't love yourself how in the hell you're gonna love somebody else amen amen <laughs> okay thank you guys so much for listening you know the drill rate review subscribe um where can people find you um at joey skladani j-o-e-y-s-k-l-a-d-a-n-y <laughs> he's a great follow honestly great follow 10 out of 10 recommend um you know if you enjoyed this episode share it with someone leave a review you know all the things love you guys talk to you next week